Welcome to the Discipleship Discussions Podcast. We believe everyone can be a disciple who makes disciples. Our goal is to help you with this process. Each week, we take the lesson taught through basic discipleship and break it down in a discussion format. Now, let's join today's discussion. Hey, welcome back, viewers, to our podcast, Discipleship Discussions. With me, as always, is Dr. Patrick Latham, and I am Benji Linder. Uh, today's topic is prayer as a way of life. So let's jump right into this. All right, so Dr. Latham, here we go. That's official, so now you got to give an yep, official answer. Yep. Uh, so, Patrick, here we go. Explain the importance of having someone hold you accountable for your prayer life, and how has that impacted your life? Yeah, I think I think, you know, it's pretty essential. You know, there's debate over that word accountable, accountability mm-hmm. that evokes some negative thoughts for some in our kind of individualistic society. You know, we don't like the idea of somebody holding us accountable. Um, you know, we think of like guilt, you know, and condemnation. And then when it comes to our spiritual journey, we've got this idea that everything in our spiritual journey somehow ought to be like, um, How would you say it? Like, there's almost like this false assumption that everything ought to come from the will in such a way that we have no outside external factors. And people even almost buy into this idea that if, um, if it's going to take some, you know, external motivating factor to get me to pray, then my heart's not in the right place and I might as well not pray. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I have a heart change. It's just something I totally want to do. So some are adverse to this idea of an accountability partner. But I would say, man, read Scripture and look at the example of some of the saints. Look at David. He had his Jonathan. Um, look at the disciples in that inner circle and the support. Look at Paul, never, you know, often not alone on a missionary journey, intentional to train someone to go with him. You know, look at just the teaching of Scripture, two is better than one, right? And uh, look at the paradigm of the great commandment that we're made for relationships with others. So, you know, accountability may not be a word that's in the Bible, but neither is Trinity or missions, you know, or offering plates or fellowship halls. But um, easy, easy. (laughs) So but, you know, the idea is I think it's a thoroughly biblical concept. You know, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens the countenance of another. So for me. Um, you know, I see that as being kind of biblical precedent. It's in scripture, something I should do. But then I also have practically experienced the benefit through accountability partners that I have people that ask me regularly, how's your prayer life? It's good to do that. It's kind of like when you have an app on your phone for calories or for running or whatever uh, discipline. Sometimes we give ourselves more credit than, you know, than we deserve and think I'm doing pretty good. I only had four Big Macs last week. And then, um, or, you know, and then we look and see, wow, I had seven with fries and the extra large drink. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, you know, sometimes it's good just to have that person give you a, a dose of reality. How's your prayer life going? And then with that, to give you not, not to condemn you, but to give you help and give you advice and encouragement. I think that's good. I think it's helpful. Uh, I know many people and very few people that I know uh, have prayer partners like that, that hold each other accountable. And so uh, you talked in your teaching session about prayer partners. So uh, if you want more information about that, go listen to the teaching session. Um, but moving to the next point, um, speak to the importance of recording answered prayer. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, I think 
you know, for me, I, I put a lot of weight on just recording my prayers, writing them out with my task list for the day. And um, I have a prayer list that's pretty visible in the back of my Bible. If you were to grab my Bible and look, you could see it. Um, my kids could see that. I think my kids have seen me journaling or writing before. I think it's just a great encouragement, you know, to, it helps you stay focused, uh, first of all. It helps you say, stay on track, but then it also helps you to celebrate and give, you know, thanks to God when you do see answered prayer. I have a, you know, I'm, I'm a preacher in my family, so I get a lot of the old family Bibles. Right. So I have an, an old family Bible that belonged to my great grandmother. And it's neat in that Bible, there was a bookmark, like her church back in the 40s or 50s did this deal where they gave out bookmarks that had five blanks on it. And it said, you know, put your top five here, people you're praying for to come to salvation and keep it in your Bible and pray for those people regularly. So I saw where she wrote the names of these people. And then she went back on some of them and made a notation later where they had received Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought, how awesome is that? Number one. But then number two, it like, man, that pumped me up. Like, I want to be doing the same thing Granny did, right? I want to pray like that, and I want to see answered prayer. So I think there's that motivating factor in as well if you're journaling and recording and you can see what the Lord has done. Yeah, I think it's helpful. Um, someone challenged me to do that, so I have several pages in my prayer journal. And for me, uh, I wrote wrote down um, the specific requests, and then I, when I'm when they're answered, I just put a line through. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes and we're going to get to this, but um, sometimes the answer, the prayer's answer is not how I wanted it to yeah, be answered, yeah. of course. Uh, but it's helped me because. Uh, I can always go back and when someone asks, what are you thankful for? I can flip and say, I'm thankful for this prayer request on mm-hmm. this date that God answered. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's had impact in my life. And I'll encourage you as a listener, as a viewer uh, to do the same. Uh, you spoke about first uh, Thessalonians, um, just side note about that. So I was a new believer. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about the Bible. And so I, one time I was at this Thanksgiving uh, little deal with my family mm-hmm. and I had someone, uh, one of my very distant cousins convinced me it wasn't Thessalonians. It was Thalassians. Mm. And so the next time I got up to quote scripture in church or something, I said that and uh, completely embarrassed. But because, you know, I said it with confidence. Yeah. And so anyway, <laughs> but first Thessalonians 517, Paul urges them to pray without ceasing. How do you practice that in your life and how mm. has it impacted you? Yeah, I, you know, I try to have my, my morning prayer time to start the day. And um, I had a guy a long time ago teach me hey, his discipline was, no Bible, no breakfast. That was his way of thinking. Like, first thing I'm going to do is spend time with the Lord. There's that old audio adrenaline song, you know, before my feet hit the ground, I want to, I want to talk to you, you know, so, uh, start the day with prayer, but then try my best to make sure I come back to prayer throughout the day in little ways, maybe one or two minutes. Um, you know, personally, I'll do that. I'll do that with my family really use the meal time for like a real prayer mm-hmm. you know again the meal time's not time to get caught up on your prayer life as the old joke goes <laughs> right but at the same time let, let's realize we are approaching the lord and that there should be this attitude of constant ongoing without ceasing type of prayer one thing that helped me early on in my discipleship journey i had a man in the church i attended when i was in college and he was teaching me on this subject 
And he said, why don't you do this? Because I said, man, I, I have my daily devotional time in the morning and then I leave and I have like, I'm like what the psalmist talked about, the, the wicked God is in none of his thoughts. I realized I went through the whole day without ever thinking about God or talking to him. And so he said, why don't you try this? Um, he went to this junior college I went to like 20 years before me. He said in the junior college still had a bell that rang to mm -hmm. transition between classes. He said, when the bell rings, uh, use that as a prompt to talk to the Lord. So I started doing that and just to train myself, discipline myself to be in the habit of more continual prayer. I read the book years ago, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this guy, it was his life goal to always be in an attitude of prayer. Very hard to do. But I've learned that if I kind of find prompts or transitions during the day that, hey, I'm going to take a couple minutes right here to talk to the Heavenly Father. I found that helps me. Mm -hmm. One thing I do now is I try to, in transitioning between tasks or walking to a new meeting, I try to use that as an opportunity to have kind of that Nehemiah chapter 2, unseen, quiet conversation with the Lord. I think that's helpful. Uh, I can't remember where, when I read the importance of having breaks between meetings. Just yeah. mentally, you need that. If you go from meeting to meeting to meeting and using that time, uh, sometimes your prayer would be like, Lord, let this next meeting be very short. You know, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like uh, with, uh, with you. All right, let, let's wrap up this week's episode with this right here. Uh, you talked about prayers being tied to God's character and how much uh, or how we should ask things based on God's character. So the, here's the question. Um, is there such a thing as unanswered prayers? I know it's a big song has made, you know, was yeah. it Alan Jackson? No, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks has probably yeah. made him a lot of money. But is that biblically true and sound? I would say in, in one way, yes, that you're not getting the response you want. I would so, say in another way, no, because the lack of responses is a response the lack of an answer is an answer in and of itself. So, um, you know, no just easy answer there. Right. But but if I had to pick one, yes or no, I would say no, there's no unanswered prayer because even the lack of answer that you want is an answer from God. You know, there's old saying that God uh, may say yes, no, maybe, or wait, something like that. You know, I, I've just found that when I'm not receiving the answer I want, then I have to uh, do an assessment. Am I praying outside of God's will? That That's a good question. Uh, number two, am I praying after God's will? And maybe is it something that where I need to be like the persistent widow in Luke 18 and the Lord wants me to keep on praying? You know, I think the Lord does that sometimes. He doesn't answer immediately. Because what's the end goal here? The end goal is us to be in fellowship with Him. And sometimes by prolonging or delaying a response, the Lord is uh, kind of taking us on a faith journey where He gets us in the habit of pursuing Him and following Him. So there's mysterious ways with the Lord we don't understand but I would say there's there's always an answer there. I've prayed for things and thought I got the right answer that I wanted and years later discovered that wasn't the right answer. But the Lord allowed me to pursue a thing that was not within his will in order to teach me some important lessons. So the, the Lord's always answering our prayers, I believe. 
but just in a multitude of ways. You know, and I think um, Jesus gives us a good a good example there when he's in the garden um, prior to the crucifixion, and he prays, nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. So I think, you know, there, there's debate on that. Can we put that on our prayers? Is it a lack of faith if I say, if it be your will, heal my aunt or my dad or whoever? Um, I don't think it is. I think Jesus gave us a great model there. We're finite people. We don't fully understand the ways and the will of God or the word of God. So I think it's important in our praying to pray, if this be your will. When we don't know that it is the expressed, revealed, absolute will of God, we pray, if this be your will, and then we beg help, show me your will if this is not your will. Um, sometimes I'll say, Lord, this is what my heart's desire. I may be way off base. I may be wrong. Forgive me if I am, but I'm going to pray anyways. Here's what I'm asking for. And then just see what the Lord what the Lord does. Um, so that's a lot, but that's kind yeah. of my perspective on that. No, that's good. And just one thing you said, just, I'd like you to expound a little more. So I have what uh, I think is called buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, my wife and I, we've purchased two homes and vehicles along the way. And like as soon as I buy something, I start this remorseful feeling. Uh, when talking about praying and seeking the Lord and maybe heading in direction, uh, what has that looked like in your life? Do you have a story of where you're praying and you're just not sure, but you went ahead and went, you know, yeah, dove in deep. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there there was a time where I was looking at kind of starting a new venture and kind of going in a different path with some things um, in my life, um, kind of hobby. Yeah, it was a pretty significant thing I was going to be doing on the side along with ministry, and um, really had a passion for it and a desire for it. You know, the human heart. Who can know it? You know, so I don't know why I have those passions or what those desires are. So I prayed about it and really felt that I had a peace about it. Kind of felt from the prayer time the Lord was giving me a green light. Got neck deep in it and realized this is not for me. This is not the right thing. This is distracting from my family and my ministry. And I need to stop this. So... um what happened? Did I not hear God? Um, did I hear God correctly and give up? Um, or could it be that sometimes with our prayers, the Lord allows us to try some things that doesn't that don't really pan out mm-hmm. or work out? I mean, you see that with the children of Israel. There's the occasion where they decide after 12 spots ties, come back, give a good report, then three of them do, right? Was it three, four? A few of them give a good report, right. and everybody starts jack talking, right? No, we can't go up there. And then the Lord says, all right, your entire generation, none of y'all are going to get to go. And it's like, wait, we'll go, we'll go, they tell the Lord. And then they run up there and they get their tail whooped, right? right. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Lord sometimes... Um, allows us apart from our prayers to learn apart from our prayers or the Word of God from experience what His answer is. I think that's good and helpful. Um, I think I had a similar situation. Went into business. I thought everything was looking good. And yeah. 18 years old, I had you know more passion than sense. And so same deal. You kind of yeah. fall flat on your face and be like, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I learned something through it. Um, but I I missed something along the way, or maybe I didn't. So yeah, I hope, it, yeah, yeah. And somebody may say like, uh, Patrick, what happened there? God didn't answer your prayer. You didn't hear from God. He completely answered my prayer. 
he just used an experience to lead me through that. So I think that's meaningful and it's life changing for sure. And it redirects us at time. And I know as a viewer listening, that could be helpful because you may be in the same spot right now. Uh, Well, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you uh, listening or watching to this uh, podcast. We look forward to having you on next week. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on basic prayer. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast. For show notes, visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the material presented in this discussion, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.